At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is off track with Hinch and Rossi. I wasn't recording yet. Tim just said, let's get into it. So I did our little intro and he's sitting there shaking his head because he hasn't hit record yet. Which is both considering his sign says on air. Hello and welcome to another cluster. Everything you read on the internet. Alex. Run by Tim. Ah, <laughs> oh, Timothy. Uh, At least oh, we had just, matching size there. There's size number one for Tim. So Alex pointed this out on christmas oh, yes, eve james james i want your opinion on this am i he just sighed too by the way yeah but not as as persistently as you Al- okay so i i came over to alex's on christmas eve and yeah, about five know. minutes in we sit down and kelly's making a martini and i i let out a sigh you know just a he pulls up and the alex, chair, sits down. <sighs> and alex goes oh there it is you win to kelly and i was like the we talking about <laughs> it was like they had bet on when i would sigh <laughs> like within <laughs> what amount of time i would be in the house before i would let out a large because sigh. it is your nervous energy go to number one thing is you let out a big sigh when you don't know what to do with yourself i have thought about it every time i've <laughs> sighed since then and you guys know how often i sigh <laughs> like, yeah i have thought about it but so what know. so what do you often i don't know man what do you i'm sorry what i are you breathe about? in a way that bothers you guys <laughs> first of all we didn't say it bothers us we just notice it now now i'm saying that it bothers us but we hadn't said that up until then mm. so what i want to know is alex what was the what were the numbers what was the over under uh, five minutes and you were just like straight in you were in the first five minutes oh i mean we so tim beat us to the house because we were out walking the dogs um okay. by a couple minutes and Did as we walked by oh, I, I said the doors are open huh. as we walk by i see him nervously pacing around the like <laughs> stairs and i was on the phone so i okay. was walking while i was on the phone nervously pacing with a cocktail in hand no not yet <laughs> And as we walk in, he finishes his phone call and I'm wiping the dog's feet. And Kelly's like, do you want a martini? And Tim's like, obviously. And so I'm there doing something in the kitchen and she's in the fridge. And he pulls up a bar stool at the kitchen counter, sits down and just does a. (sighs) It's a sign of relaxation. It's, you know, 
Potentially. Settling in, comfortable. Thought I was amongst too, friends. <laughs> too comfortable, maybe. Is that, no, we say it's, not, it's not. For me, for me, I know Tim very well. I know when he's anxious. I know when he is. I'm always um, when he's a little ADHD. I know when he wants to, you know, do something else. I know when he wants to do something. And so there's these little cues, and sign is one of your go-tos. <laughs> I got very self-conscious about it now. So. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, how's and, everybody doing? Better than you. That's yeah, I mean, good. just a given. <laughs> that's just that's both a statement on our moods and a factual representation of our life. <laughs> like we, yeah, we woke up this morning, so we're already you know a step ahead. Uh, yeah, fine, man. Uh, what? Well, I just got. I got home finally. I'm finally back. From in what? I was in Florida. Oh. I was visiting the in-laws. Oh. Um, what beach so, were you on this time? Well, we were well, Indian Rocks <laughs> Beach. Interesting. I think yeah. is where they say. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, because parents float on no, any water. No, we, no. we oh. stayed we stayed landlocked. We stayed uh, you yeah, were on terra firma. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I you just right. look west and be like boat oh, not even an ocean there. <laughs> <laughs> well no because it's on the gulf side so if i oh, looked okay, west so there was in fact an ocean yeah. there <laughs> okay, got it. um but a, no I because becky's, 50 shot. Be- becky's parents um they spent christmas down there and so we didn't get to see them before uh so we saw them on the way back uh landed in Lauderdale, rented a car drove across alligator alley man central florida very boring very very mm-hmm. boring mm-hmm. not a great drive um normally like when we do that we're going to sebring so at least we get to a place kind of halfway it's also you got to just clear which is also very boring so yeah. imagine going double the time you know sure. no it's i've done just, it yeah it sucks yeah. yeah brutal but uh yeah got to see them a bit and then finally got to come home and i don't know like it's the new year has started like it was immediately back at the routine of just the, phone calls and emails and stuff mm. but all good i'm uh yeah how was your weekend i uh rode a bike a lot on saturday um and then sunday i watched football had some brunch with uh our favorite accountant bobby and his wife and baby and then so for new year's all right, let me let me backtrack this a little bit. We before Christmas, very good friends of ours um, were going out to the West Coast to a little town called Leavenworth, Washington, which is like it it is it is one hundred percent based on a, all of Becky's Hallmark Christmas movies. Like it is right. your <laughs> most quintessential Christmas little town in the mountains, and it's phenomenal, especially the week mm-hmm. before Christmas. So this was a trip that was planned for a year um, ever since they went last Christmas and we're like, there's, we got to stay at this hotel and we got to do this restaurant and go to this bar and do these things and these activities, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Well, throughout the course of the year, my buddy realized that he wanted to propose to his girlfriend. So we kind of did a couple's trip to kind of keep the surprise away from Laura that she was going to get engaged on this trip because 
that was something that probably a girl would think going to a romantic Christmas destination right. would happen, right? So we were kind of the decoys. But before we got there, we spent a night in Seattle. And my buddy was like, we have to go to Din Tai Fung. It is the best soup dumplings you've ever had in your life. And I was like, okay. And I kind of looked it up on the internet. And it's, it's your, I wouldn't say that Asian restaurants are known for their advertising and websites. So when you go on the website, it's kind of like just your standard stock photos of dumplings and the price next to it. And you're like, Okay, like he kept going on and on about it and just bigging it up, bigging it up. And you know me, the more someone bigs something up, the more I want to find anything. You just, you just hate it. You just hate it the, automatically. Right. The more I would just want to find something wrong with it, right? So we we go for lunch and I sit down and, you know, service is a little slow and all this. Anyways, dumplings come and it was quite possibly one of the most magical taste experiences I've ever had. Really? Unbelievable, dude. We must have eaten between four of us 90 soup dumplings. I think there's they a, were so just like you didn't even get a meal. There is a Din Tai Fung out there. Yes. Um, we got so like you don't get a meal, you just keep dumplings. ordering dumplings. Well, you can, but they're known for their soup dumplings. Yeah, like yeah. That is their bread. Okay, that's what you did. Correct. Well, we got a, a side order of noodles and whatever. The 75% of the meal was was soup dumplings. They actually got a Michelin star in China or wherever. I don't want to one of over on the East. They got a Michelin star for their dumplings. Okay. Okay. And um, so after that, I was kind of obsessed with them, but also there's this company that is incredibly smart. It's very invasive, but they're incredibly smart. It would seem that they have geo tagged every Din Tai Fung I, the users that go in, the Instagram users that go in there, they have some geotagged advertisement that when you leave there within the pers- the following couple days, you get these advertisements for these frozen soup dumplings. And it's from this company called oh. Mila. Okay. Okay. Are you sure so it's geotagged smart. or are you sure it's not because you went to their website? No, like because Kelly got it. Everyone got okay. it. Like it's huh? because you guys just kept saying thing. dumplings, dumplings, dumplings over and over. And it's, yeah. But, but Steven said that every time that he's been to one, he's gotten the ads. So okay. it would seem a little coincidental if it was just, anyways. So I ordered these, but I ordered them knowing that we were all going to be together on New Year's Eve and we were going to have them out at the, at the, at the house. Well, they didn't show up. They showed up uh, oh. on January 5th. So we were like, we need to have a soup dumpling night. So last night, well, Sunday night, we're recording this on Monday. Sunday night, we went down to their house in downtown. And I ordered, typically I overorder, um, and I did again. Yeah. So I ordered 200 dumplings and like eight, eight things of noodles and all the sauces and the plates and the accoutrements and everything. And I left there feeling like a piece of Um, and woke up a little (laughs) ill this morning. But the 32 dumplings I consumed last night were fire. Okay. So James, so they were I good, have eh? a lot. I have a lot left over, and they are very, very close to what Din Tai Fung is. So I cannot wait at some point this week slash weekend to introduce you to the best soup dumplings you ever had in your life. I can't wait. This sounds like oh. an incredible thing. I now I have you know dinner. What? I I, <laughs> but I do have to say you. No, I mean I'm going to the great... one in Santa Monica. It's oh. 15 minutes away. <laughs> Not as cool. No. Not as cool. Quick your flight. Uh, you you do have a very good record for flying food in. And it being yes. pretty fire. 
Yes. You like when you commit to ordering food from outside of the state of Indiana, you have a pretty solid hit rate. What um, are the other ones? I no, think I think, I think a thousand percent. Mm. Uh, well, the snow crabs. Joe Stone, not snow. Stone, stone crabs. Sorry, I don't trust crabs. crabs. After already, well, that's because you had them that one time yeah. and you really didn't no, like no. it. Crabs, crabs are ocean spiders. I don't. So I don't you won't you won't eat them to get nope. rid of them. You won't eat nope. crab. I don't eat spiders either. Well, you They're do. You just spiders. don't realize it. Um, that's nice. not a real thing, by the way. The whole you swallow however many spiders a year. That's not a real thing. I bet it is. I no, found a lot not. of spiders. In my they, house. they like started it as a thing to show how quickly an internet rumor could spread. I that's not. I don't believe that. Look I believe up. that you have inadvertently. No, you Look also didn't up. think that the North Pole is in Canada, and we proved you completely yeah. wrong on that. So I'm not convinced Canada's um, real. Yeah. Anyway, uh, don't don't the moon's a projection, guys. The moon's a projection. <laughs> crabs are ocean no. spiders. No, because but, spiders have eight legs and crabs have six. Plus two claws. Yeah, but the way they move. Yeah, plus the two claws. Yeah. I'm counting those as legs. Not getting around that. Okay. Okay. So, do you have four legs? Are you a quadruped now? I just don't trust it. I don't, I I view crabs and lobster both as just disgusting and weird looking, but then two as just vehicles for butter, like. Nobody, so wait, I think, so actually you don't, likes the taste of them. I think they just like them funny. as a vehicle See, for melted butter. That's funny. I've had this conversation recently that, like, lobster is kind of one of the most overrated dishes. And, like, we talked about how it used to be, like, it was, it was like the peasant food, right? And I feel like it's so easy to get it wrong. That's why. That's why. Good lobster that's why it's is o- awesome. That's why it's overrated because it's on so many menus. And so – Maybe not overrated is not the right term, but it's on so many menus of restaurants that shouldn't have it. Just They're just trying to have trying to uh, have a high dollar item on it. If right? you guys, if you right. guys have a place you know that you think does lobster right, I'm willing to try it again. But I also just think it's weird. You're like breaking through the exoskeleton. It's just I so hate wait. It's good. No, we're not. We're gonna bypass lobster and get you on the stone crab. Mm, I don't want to. Yeah. Freaks Dude, me out. The, this, they're so good. And like the the sauce that comes with it. Oh, yeah, my lord! Yeah, I bet. What's I bet if you place? dipped a daddy long Gross. leg in some bomb yeah. sauce, it tastes good. I'm still not gonna do it. Okay, fine. Next time you're over, we're gonna make sure we order it for dinner, and then you can just sit and watch all of us eat while you yeah. order pop. What do you think I do when Marco and I go to dinner? I just watch him eat crabs. I don't. Know. I'm not gonna have them. No, no, we're not going out to dinner. We'll be at the house, and you will have <laughs> no thought, other options. I thought. I thought you're, through all your travels and experiences in life, you'd be far more cultured than I've had. I've had lobster on a Bahamian island where they like catch it and Those cook things. it in front of you, and it's supposed to be fantastic. And I was just like, "Meh, not for me." So you don't like butter? And there's so many other things I can use as a vehicle for butter. Waffles have built-in butter pockets. Like I don't yeah, need yeah, to like break open you don't a dip your like a, you don't dip your you waffles, waffles into a dinner. bowl of melted yeah, butter. First of all, yes, you absolutely can. There's you nobody. Can. Nobody's gonna come and stop you. It's <laughs> <laughs> gross. Though. Waffles suck. I, it's funny. I was out to to brunch with Kelly the other day, and I think it was I think it's James actually, but for my entire life, it's for sure as a kid, and then for a, lo- a long period of time, I didn't eat any sort of breakfast foods. Um, but I couldn't stand pancakes. Now I am, I am 100% team pancake and not that interested in waffles. And I think that is, I think that is exclusively because of James. I don't apologize. Uh, You're very welcome because pancakes are awesome. Yeah. 
again, they're something that you can get wrong. I mean, it's a relatively easy thing to make. If I can make them, it's a very easy thing to make. But like every once in a while, I'll order some and they're and they just they they just miss a bit. And it's so disappointing. Anyways, I think we can all agree. Crabs are ocean spiders. Let's move on. Um, everybody had a good weekend. It's OK. So dumplings were good. James, you you flew back. I had a weird <coughs> I had a weird experience this weekend. Tell us I all about went, it. I took Hazel to a birthday party on Sunday at Dave and Buster's. And at first I was all excited because I was like, yeah, Dave and Buster's like, let's go to this arcade. And, you know, when you have like the rented room for a birthday party, they give you like the the unlimited play cards. It didn't occur to me until I got there that like those weren't for the parents, too. So it was like all the hmm. kids got their like unlimited play cards and they went and played in the arcade. And then the, the parents are like sitting in the room like having Diet Coke and just talking. I'm like, I would much rather be with the children playing games right now. Like, like I made it through like an hour and a half and then finally I was like, give me one of those cards. Like I'm, I'm also going out to go play. <laughs> and then I smoked some 10 year olds at Mario Kart. So I was going to say, someone has to right. chaperone the kids, right? While they're out playing. I destroyed. You really took kids. one for the team. Yeah. So only in Mario Kart? No, in everything. Right. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I've been doing this for 30 years. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so uh, you just yeah, went was, to an arcade disappointing with a bunch half. of kids. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but didn't pay for it. I went to, uh, <clears throat> I won't lie. So I went to this arcade. Becky and I, when we were in Colorado. We found this little like dive bar that was an arcade bar. And there's like, I know there's one in Indy or there's probably multiple in Indy. There's two. And yeah, that's multiple. And they're, so they're cool, <laughs> right? Like they're, they're, they're neat. They're fun. You're but fine. like they're, they're done up like they're new and they're like trendy and they're like i went to one that was in a basement and it was like scuzzy and gross and it was just all these old pinball machines and like the old school stand-up stuff and all this stuff whatever and we're like let's just go check it out so we went and checked it out and it was the greatest place ever it was it was so like divey but we went on a monday where it was five dollars all you can play like they rig up all the games so that way on Mondays, you pay your five bucks and you can just go around and play whatever you want for as long as you want. And it was everything from, you know, the, all the Pac-Man and like Battleship Galactica or whatever those like old school games were to cruising USA to air hockey to, to ski ball. They had it all. And like, I kind of want to do that here now because again, the ones that are here, they're kind of like fancy and trendy and they're nice locations and they're two story and they're nice woods and stuff. And, uh, This one was not any of those, and it was awesome. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's, too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, well, you know, over the, over the break, uh, something in the racing world happened that caught everyone by surprise. And unlike this week's... Um, Tuesday guest. It wasn't a good surprise. It was a very bad surprise in learning of the passing of Gilles de Ferrin. I um I was floored when I found out because you know he was a young guy, you know, in his early 50s, you know, former athlete. I saw him a couple weeks ago at a race, and you just never know, man. And it was just crazy to me to hear that. I feel so bad for his whole family and everybody, especially the timing of it all. Um, not that there's a good time for that to happen, but just wild. And I know, you know, he was working with McLaren at the time. I don't know if you'd got to spend much time with him, Alex. I know he was kind of, you had, yeah. So it's yeah, big hit for the team, I mean, eh? Um, yes. So his role was, was definitely more on the F1 side. Um, but on that same token, he was very close to a lot of people in IndyCar, um, obviously with his, with his history. Um, he had a lot of friends everywhere, but was very close with, with Tony and Elio. Um, and he actually was a part of my 2016 500. Um, and all the reason that I go to Applebee's every Friday night before the race is because of Jill. So what it was, what's that? Can I, I don't know if I knew that. I don't even know if I knew you did that. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, so yeah, 2016, I don't really know what his actual title role was. Um, With Honda? 20, mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. 20, okay. I, w- I, didn't, I don't know what a lot of people did in 2016. If I That's honestly, fair. That's I fair. can name about <laughs> five people from my car crew. Um, yeah. In 2017, he was obviously there with the Alonzo effort and everything. But I think some of that came because of his relationship with Michael and what he had done at Andretti the previous year and, and all this sort of thing. So anyways, um, I will just, I, prior to, to, weeks ago um often thought about the dinner that we had at applebee's and i ordered the kentucky bourbon steak or whatever the steak is with the mushrooms or whatever and i get it every single year um and i was just remember seeing at that dinner being panicked about like i'm so nervous about the indy 500 and my first super speedway race and my second oval race and all these things that i didn't there's just the unknowns right and he was literally like dude it's a race car with four wheels. It's four corners. Like it's not that big a deal. Like you'll be fine. <laughs> and he was just he was just that type of person. Um, and his his sense of humor and excitement for life was in just easily felt by everyone. And he's was such an amazing 
human being and had a perfect family. And yeah, it's just, it really sucks. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's a funny story, actually. I mean, like he's, for me, you know, he was always just like the, such a level person, you know, like you kind of, you talk about him and Elio, they were obviously teammates of Penske for a long time and they were kind of polar opposites in personality, right? Like Elio is just so high energy and outgoing and like fluctuates emotionally, very aggressively, high highs, low lows, where Gillo kind of always like just kind of lived right here and he would get emotional. Like you can see, you see, you would see that when he would win a race or whatever, but um, he, he always kind of was like the, he was kind of the wise, the sage, like member of the paddock for a long time. And, you know, when he, when he joined with Honda and was kind of in a, in a role there, you know, that's when I really got to know him. And he just, he always had some cool little anecdote or story or something, no matter what it was you were dealing with or whatever you asked him about, he was just this like, it's not even an encyclopedia because it's not like he was like listing off things that, you know, X, Y, Z or stats or whatever. He just kind of had this wisdom about him. That was, I think, you know, one of the reasons that everybody kind of gravitated towards him. And you read through all the comments of everybody, you know, after he passed everything that's been written online, there's not a, there's not a bad word. Like you couldn't find somebody with a bad word about Jill. And uh, I mean, I guess, you know, we always joke if you're going to go going out in a race car is probably not the worst way to do it, but man, it just, it still stinks. still just sucks. I feel, uh, I feel terrible for the family and, and everyone close to him. That's, that's a, that is a, a pair of shoes that will be near impossible to fill in the paddock for sure. Well said, James. Well said. Um, so Racing wise, obviously it's quiet. Daytona's coming up. It's not here yet. And we talked about it a bit. We're going to talk about it more as it happens. But the other thing that's happening right now is Dakar. And I was wondering, as the resident off-road guy, the the off-track Baja One Thousand winner, is Class. is Dakar? I know. Sorry, I, I didn't. I didn't say overall. Yeah, I mean, we'll I, still you know. count it. Until no, unless we can get somebody better. Do you know anybody who'd be willing to host a podcast? De- definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um, well, James, we'll start is me or Tim? Out, so. okay. <laughs> is, right. is Dakar... Right. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. If you if you guys give me a thread of which gets yeah, me out of the like, show, I will pull okay. that thing until it all unravels. Um, is, is Dakar one that's on your list? Is that, you know, we, we've talked about Indy and Daytona and Bathurst and like all these things. Is that one from an off-road perspective that you'd have any interest in the future of doing? Um, minimal. Yeah. I mean, yes, of course, but it's not, it's not super high on my radar. Um, not for any reason other than I don't, I don't want to have to use a map man like i just mm. and those cars are the the rules are much stricter than baja in terms okay. of you know what you're allowed to do from a suspension standpoint and a drivetrain standpoint and a tire size standpoint all this stuff now the terrain is much more forgiving than baja so that's what allows them to get away with it but like those cars man your back would just be destroyed because you just yeah. don't have the, the suspension that you're used to. Like in a trophy truck, like it's it's a cloud. 
man. And you're, mm-hmm. you're just, yes, it's, it's physical in a way, but it's, it's also very comfortable also. So I don't know. I don't know. It seems a little bit too, too, uh, hardcore for me. I'm going to be honest and navigating via map, uh, not up my alley. Um, is that actually how they do it? Like, yeah, they're not allowed GPS. Yeah. What? Hang on. Now the support. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's full map. Why? They're keeping because it, that's they're how keeping it. Yeah. I'm going to use the same excuse I get every time we ask that about something in IndyCar because that's how AJ Foyt did it. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So like, it, it, that's why that's why it's much harder. I think in a lot of ways to win, it's much easier to get lost. Wow. I remember when I was 16 wow. and I first got my driver's license, my mom got me like an Atlas to put in my mm. car. Never used it. Cause that was right around when GPS came out. And it just feels like that was 17 years ago. Surely we can start using GPS and these things now. Oh, Hey man, we could have an eight speed gearbox in an Indy car, but we don't, we, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, I, that technology so has, I want to say that I'm biting my tongue yeah. on. Let's let's not add to the list. I was just trying to make a point that that's that's not a good excuse just because 17 I years I, ago. I can understand a lot of things from a competition standpoint of like, no, this is about the driver. This is about the skill. But like who said they're like, yeah, not only is he the best driver, he's a f- cartographer. I mean, maybe that's what makes it kind of unique, right? That's actually <laughs> that is what separates yeah, it from. Cool. A no, it's pretty cool. Like because like is that is cool. part of that is part of your overall time and performance is how good you are at locating yourself in a desert like, on a map. If if someone was like, yeah, indie cars are going back to a six speed H pattern gearbox, you'd be like, man, that's a skill that you're now going to have to figure the f- out because that's not an easy thing to do. And that leaves a lot of room for drivers to make a difference in terms of being better at it, worse at it, easier on equipment, harder on equipment. So I get it. I just, I just didn't know that. I'm floored. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. So the support crews have it, obviously. So all this, those badass support trucks that you see, those they things have are insane, it. Man. I want to drive wow. one of those. I, I want to drive one of those. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Air conditioning. Right. You and I, let's sign yeah. up to go let's, be a support let's crew. A vehicle. Yeah. Hell I'll yeah. be the driver. You guys be my support crew. <laughs> Cute. Well, no, um, we want to actually have to do something. I mean, no, you'd have plenty of time to do whatever you want. Right. Um, you could just be out there. I would. You wouldn't make the it start. off the start line. Yeah. That's the yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you could just f- off in the support truck, not even have to worry about it. Not. How I'd be works. at the but bar anyway. at the start. Yeah. Right. I don't know if there's many bars in the Saudi Arabia desert. I'll find the dry one. Country, I'll find but, an embassy. Okay. <laughs> the in embassies the have parties. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so, uh, yes, it, uh, if someone called and said, we want you to do it in this badass thing, yes. Am I going to actively pursue it? Probably not. I'm still, my main focus is I want to get back to Baja in a um, TT no truck try. to go for an overall win. That's, that's no, off-road no. priority number one. That's fair. It's totally yeah. fair. Hmm. Um, so, and kind of on the same thread of drivers driving different things and crossing series and what have you. Uh, I was just reading an article earlier this weekend about SVG and, mm-hmm. you know, him, you know, we've on social media, if you follow him, he's made the move. He's now officially in the U.S. He's getting ready to start his NASCAR career. He was announced that he and Marco are both going to run the ARCA race at Daytona. It's like such a crazy, exciting time for him. And I'm just curious of your opinion. You've got 
this incredible driver who has won you know a ton of races and championships over in supercars we have some experience racing against a supercar champion who came over and switched categories and unfortunately for us he's pretty good mm. um but you've got you've got shane coming out he's been great in gt cars and rally cars i mean the guy's good in everything he does he obviously has won his one and only nascar race to date uh oh no that's not sorry he won his first nascar race he did it a couple others afterwards um but what do you genuinely think is you know on the cards for svg like how do you think he is going to fare next year because i assume he's running xfinity yeah he's running xfinity next year Mm. with eyes on cup in 25 right so i mean you've got ovals which obviously still has a lot to learn on in general and there's every different type of oval, right? You got your short, yeah. your intermediate, your super speedways. You then got the fact that he's in the Xfinity car, which is actually a step further away from what he's used to. Like part of the reason the next gen car worked so well and why he did so well in Chicago was because it's similar-esque to the V8. Now he's in the Xfinity car, very different. So like even on road courses, I'm not sure we're going to see the same sort of pace that we saw out of him in Chicago in the, in the cup car. But so what do you, what do you think? Like, what do you think is going to happen? And and what do you think? And, you know, question B follow up. What do you think he should be happy with? Um, well, I'm, I'm not even going to say that because he's a competitor and all of us expect to win. It doesn't matter the circumstances. And that's so he's, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to decide for himself based on how good the team is and how good his teammate is and all that sort of thing. I think, and, and we've talked about it on this show, his display in Chicago obviously was phenomenal. I loved watching every second of that seven hour event. Um, <laughs> but there were, there were a lot of, he, he still had to go out and execute. I'm not taking anything away from that, but there were so many things that he had going for him in the sense that none of those guys had seen the street circuit before. Most of those dudes are not good in the wet. I'd run the rain, a lot yeah. of, a lot of time in the wet in a, in a V8 supercar. Um, and, and quite honestly, a cup car to a V8 supercar is, is a closer transition than what McLaughlin had to go through from a V8 car oh. to an Indy car, right? By a significant so he had, factor. He had a lot of things that were stacking in his favor. That being said, he still outdrove some badass drivers, right? Here's my thing a lot of those guys in Xfinity are pretty good on road courses. Like, I mean, obviously AJ, um, Justin Allgaier, I don't know who, what the 2024 entry list is. Right. But like, there are some guys that have come through, um, Chase Briscoe, um, Gibbs, Gibbs, right. These are all guys that are obviously <laughs> now, but there's always some Xfinity drivers that are, pretty stout on road courses and and that's, that's that car's than, a lot different right and that's different than a street course so he's not going to have that oh comfortable being close to walls and comfortable with changing track conditions and bumps and all this sort of thing whereas these guys have been on road courses the same road courses for the past six seven right. eight years right yeah chicago is so a new be, track for everyone exactly so he's going to be good but he's not going to go out and win everything um will he be winning everything in three to four years very possibly like, so will he have a similar trajectory kinda, to McLaughlin? Quite possibly. Yeah. I had no idea. On that note, What did you think it was? I had no idea. I thought it was Algier. I don't know. 
just kind of you yeah. clearly don't watch many xfinity races yeah i watch none i watch no xfinity races because <laughs> like that is 100 how his name oh is no i i don't doubt it right <laughs> yeah i just never knew i've always seen it written yeah you were asking um, something Jay? i was because of That's all those things yeah which I completely agree with all those factors that aided to that sort of storybook start. Do you think that abandoning one of the most successful careers in Australia to come take a stab at this after one race where all those things were kind of quote unquote in his favor? Yes. He still had to get it done and no one's questioning, you know, no. Jane's ability, but was that like maybe a bigger leap than somebody should take? when they're kind of in their prime in one category. No, because I think, I think (laughs) it's funny. He'd done everything there was to do over there. So why not? It's like he, he had done everything that you could possibly do in Australia. He wanted to give America a shot. He loves America. Shane, knowing Shane, he's a big USA guy as well. Um, There's a lot more earning potential here. Once Scott left, Shane was winning everything all over again. So it's like he was, what, is he just going to be that guy until he's 42 years old and the next 21-year-old badass comes? Or is he going to come to America, a place that he has enjoyed, a place where his personality fits, and potentially make 5 to 10x over the next 7 to 8 years and retire happily in America or go back to Australia or whatever? Like I feel like that's a that was a, would have been a pretty easy decision if I was in his shoes. But yeah. I'm sure there's something back. So like, I feel like there's two, there's like two kind of potential outcomes, which are the Scott McLaughlin outcome where you switch, you become a race winner, championship contender, all those things. Or there's the Marcus Ambrose thing, Hmm. you know, result where you come, he got like, okay. Equipment ran top 20 sometimes, won the odd road course race, did a very good job given the circumstances, but like was never a factor really outside of the race at Watkins and the race at Sonoma every year. Yeah. I mean that, that, and that's the, that's the big, that's the big separator, right? McLaughlin came into Penske, arguably the best, if not the second best equipment on the grid track house now has a lot of, Backing. They have very good equipment. Obviously, it being ex Ganassi stuff and a lot of ex Ganassi people. So good. But Ganassi wasn't the, you know, a heavy hitting force in Cup per se. Like they were a good team, they but they weren't winning the titles at the end. Yeah. Right. So that's going to be the big differentiator is can he do enough in the equipment that he has and will Trackhouse improve enough for him to potentially get an opportunity at your Hendricks or your Gibbs or your Penske's or your whatever? Time will TBD. Tell. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I don't, is he running, I don't imagine this podcast will exist when that time comes, <laughs> but maybe. Uh, that is an off track. The only certainties in life. Is he? Is he running Daytona? I Couldn't can't remember you. if I. No idea. I have no idea. I know he's run in the past, but I wasn't sure because he's over yeah. here. If you got a program together or not. Well, I hope he is. No clue. Be good to see him. Uh, he's running Daytona. You and I, you and I, baby, and our new plaid McLaren. That thing looks sick. I don't think we talked about it last week. It looks badass. It turned out really well. I didn't, I always appreciated the 
Porsche red plaid thing plaid because Porsche. of what it was. I didn't like it, but you I think it I, looked I, good. No, I liked you it because of the idea. Exactly. I love how this looks. Yeah, it's uh, the plaid's a little more subtle, yeah. which I have mixed feelings on. I think you're probably yeah. fine with it, but I have mixed feelings on as a Canadian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but no, they, they did a great job. And there was an awesome event at the shop, uh, I guess two weekends ago, whatever it was. And over a thousand people swung by to come check out the car and they had it up on stands, fired it up for everybody. So it was, it was really cool. It's been like flat out over there though. I got to give so much credit to everybody at FAF because they've been working like 20 hour days, seven days a week because the car showed up so late and to just completely go through it you know, bumper to bumper and nut and bolt the whole thing, putting together little parts and pieces that they want to get together. And it's a brand new car for them too, right? So they're kind of learning as they go through everything. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited. Like we're getting pretty close. Next week we go to Daytona and we get to start driving stuff. We're getting close. The last time that I was on a team that uh, didn't drive the car on the track until the roar being a brand new car um, was... Uh, Don't say it. Don't say it. Was a was a good time. We had a oh, great Jake. time. Okay. We had a lot of barbecue. Perfect. We um, lovely, love. We barbecue. Uh, we uh, played a lot of video games on the bus. Watched some playoff football mm. on the bus. It was awesome. Nice. Let's watch some football. Can't wait to watch Can't some wait. football. Oh, yeah. um, is your bus down there already, or is it on uh, route? It'll, it'll be. I mean, next week it'll head down. Probably Monday. Um, and then you're you've got a test between the roar and the race. Sure do. And then what do you have after? Another <sighs> test? You do have one after. I thought so. I thought right yeah. after the race. Okay. Yay. So you don't want to come hang on the beach with me. Got it. <laughs> I mean, I do, but. Right. But you can. Sally mm. Fwen. Mm. Where's your test? Homestead-o. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> <laughs> just stay. Just stay at our place and just fly in and land on the front street and you'll be fine. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right well yeah next week as we said we head to daytona and we get to start driving race cars get to start getting ready for the 24 it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be fun cannot wait and we'll chat to you guys then bye this has been off track with hinch and rossi off track is part of the sirius xm sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give us a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts we're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Fim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Fim. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.